Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds from the Bodlo Racing Team. Hi, I'm James Moffat from the Norton Hornets. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert from Four Pepsi Max Crew, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. It is, look, it's great. It's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bolt, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but, but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickhead you could say it's just it's, they're just there's good racing and i enjoy it yeah. from the racetracks across australia and around the world here's inside supercars hello and welcome to join me discussing the topics of the week and more from speed cafe it's stefan Bartholomeus. good evening stefan g'day craig how are you from inside motorsport it is peter norton peter good evening good evening gentlemen interesting week we have leading up to the sydney motorsport park 400 scott mclaughlin has talked about how he's using playstation and the afl to take his mind off his uh, racing holden has signed a new multi-year deal backing the holden racing team in news limited and uh, news limited again peter has uh, got an interesting story about uh, james courtney wanting to get back on top yes our sunday papers were graced with uh, smiling james courtney talking about uh, how he wants to get his light uh, or get his name up in lights again and uh, thankfully his form on the track is uh, backing that up and uh, you know we'll see him standing on uh, the roof of cars in the future a whole lot more, I think. Lee Holsworth, on top of a Speed Cafe story a few weeks ago about Holsworth's contract coming up for renewal, Fair Supercars have talked about how they're going to take a new approach into this weekend's event. Yeah, at, uh, at Queensland Raceway, I think they were very disappointed with their form. At Queensland Raceway, they took a, a rather aggressive approach and took some a very uh, new setups on the car based on some of their recent testing and that didn't work for them at all they were chasing their tails uh, so they want to stay much closer to a tried and true setup but if you're looking for a quantum leap in your performance sometimes you've got to take a gamble it's going to be interesting to see because i think up until queensland most of us had erebus ahead of nissan but they certainly did set their opinions of their race at queensland low and then delivered on some much better form but stefan over at speed cafe you've uh, got a couple of interesting stories one of which is tony dalberto looking for a 2015 return yeah well that's um hopefully they can get that done it was quite well reported that they were trying very hard to stay in the game uh for 2014 with a possible link up with techno uh they couldn't make it happen but they've had a bit more time to work on it i'm around i understand there wasn't quite as much interest in the whole wreck end of process as best as guys may have hoped so ideally like there's always uh, hoops to jump through and there's a few uh technicalities and sticking points on on that whole deal but i'm pretty sure that the eight supercars would be keen to see them back in it They've got to work on both that side of it and the commercial side, but uh, Audi Alberto seem pretty uh, optimistic that they'll get something done. So it would be uh, good to see Tony back on the grid and ideally with with a team like Techno who have got um, good gear and a fast driver in Shane Van Gisbergen for Tony to really gauge himself on because he's sort of always been a single car team battling away as a satellite of a, of a bigger team. So to see him there entrenched in the team would be quite quite good for him I think. And also uh, Craig Lowndes has given his new car a bit of a shakedown last week. Yeah Craig um, last week at Norwell and Garth Hander will shake his new HRT Commodore down tomorrow at Minton. I was talking to Adrian Burgess about that a couple of minutes ago and he was uh, pretty happy that they got that all finished without too much of a rush. No ridiculous late night 
for the boys, according to Adrian. So, um, fresh car for GT for Sydney Motors Park, and then a fresh one for Craig for Sandown. I'm sure we'll be discussing those topics first to our program guest, and it's Simon McNamara. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Bought Radio Facebook page. Tune in each weekday morning for a fast-paced look at V8 supercars with Supercars Today. It's a short, sharp look at what's happening across the V8 supercars world. I thought, to be honest, I thought the Townsville race on Sunday was a bit too long. I thought um, it took a bit too long to, to draw to its conclusion for people to understand how the race was going to go. Supercars Today, each weekday morning at sportradio.com.au or sign up for the podcast on iTunes. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard from Lockwood Racing, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as V8 Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back, and it's unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Dale Wood from from Team Advam GB Gal, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Simon McNamara joins us once again on the show. And Simon, can the television deal have much of an influence on a manufacturer's involvement in V8 supercars? Um, yes, and I mean we've got no real say in all of that, but we, in, in what happens with it, but we we have been quite um, open and transparent with um, James Warburton and John Casey about what we would like to see as it goes forward and to, be, to the credit of those guys have been very understanding and, and certainly asking a lot, of, a lot of questions about what we would or wouldn't want to see so um, it's been a very good um, relationship in terms of all of that sort of stuff. Is it safe to say that probably the last 18 months has been the uh, been the most open and uh, transparent dealings you've had with Vert Supercars since James, John Casey and that new team has come together? Without doubt. How much of a advantage is it when you're having to go back to your bosses in Holden to have these sort of communications now? It's it's, um, it's a massive advantage because it gives us the ability to ask the question and get a, a, um, a pretty correct answer, as opposed to the opposite. So you know, I can I can call John Casey at any time and get an answer within two seconds about something. Um, and, and James Warburton and I usually catch up at East Rate, meaning that I'm at, and have a good chat about just the generic state of the play so um, they're always asking questions um, James is a clever man and understands the world of sport and not just motorsport so it's um, it's good to have someone from that um, side of the fence involved and working so closely with them so the relationship has been fantastic In this economic climate how many teams can a manufacturer afford to support? Can There must be finite numbers uh, yeah, there is. I mean, the days have been able to do five or six times are well and truly gone. We need to work up the, the most cost-effective way to do it, given that um, we are now involved in other sporting properties and looking at different ways to market our cars. So it's, um, it is a challenging time, but you also need to be with cars that are going to be at the front of the pack. You talk about being involved with teams like Collingwood, the NRL. We, we've seen often that pressures from other codes has been able to uh, really tip the hand of of manufacturer support previously. How difficult is it for you to be in there fighting not only amongst uh, having teams and everyone asking for money, but also to have 
other sporting codes with you know with good pedigrees they're uh, also looking to get that same dollar that you're competing for uh, yeah well, it's always a challenge but a good challenge i mean we we've got a very good relationship with Collingwood and a very good relationship with the nrl the state of origin from a holden point of view has been fantastic the last two years the the, the data from TV numbers and the rest of it have been um, growth significantly year on year. So some massive numbers from this year. And um, and our share of voice in the automotive space in, in the AFL via Collingwood is, is actually very strong for what we do. So both properties are outstanding for us and gives us an opportunity to speak to different areas of the market other than just the passionate Holden motorsport fan. So, um, within all of these properties that we have, we're, we're able to sort of target nearly everybody that we need to talk to. Is that one of the problems with motorsport, that the fans are so tribal it's seen that you're either preaching to the converted or the, the people who'll never convert? Yeah, I'm not sure it's, a, it's a, an issue. I mean, we, we certainly love the fact that the, the supporters are so passionate for whichever mark they choose to follow. Fortunately, most of them like to follow ours. So we engage in that and we um, and we... We work on that. I mean, if you look at our social media numbers off the back of it, I think we're number one on in Facebook engagement in the automotive space from Holden Motorsport point of view as opposed to the actual car brand itself. So, so it shows that um, you put some stuff on there for our fans that are very engaging of our brand and they, they want to follow and they want to make a comment. So. Recently, the uh, team managers met with their supercars to discuss a number of items to try and improve the fan experience. If uh, John Casey, James Warburton come to you and say, Simon, what can we do to make V8 Supercars better value for money for Holden? What's number one ticket item for you? Well, we've had those discussions, not specifically for Holden, more in terms of um, we talked as an open forum um, from people from different areas and just discussing what we think could be better for the program to go forward. So I'm not, we, we don't go there necessarily with our Holden hat on. I mean, I'll go there with my whole head on in terms of the technical changes and what's going on with different things, but from in terms of the bigger picture of where the sport needs to be, we'll often discuss from a, a broader spectrum sense so that we can at least make sure that the, the show is um, is improving. So what what would be the number one thing that you think could improve the show? Well, I think there's a number of areas that we need to look at, and we're certainly doing that. Um won't go into specifics right now, to be honest, because there's a lot of discussion going on. But, you know, certainly something that, that needs to be improved is the TV package and how it's represented. What about for the experience for the punter that pays his money at the gate? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a number of things that need to be improved there, um, which is not just the eight. It's got to come down to the promoters themselves. So there's some, some costs outlay that they need to do in terms of facilities and some venues, but we, we certainly need to do a lot of things to engage the fan um, on a broader thing than just car racing. There was a whole push about concerts in the past, but I think there's other things that we need to do given that the the, um, the generational change and, the, and people's attitudes towards things are different now. My thanks to Simon McNamara. We'll be back with the panel to discuss some of his comments and more in just a few moments. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie's Grand Prix and I just remind myself... 
of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport, but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth from Erebus Motorsport and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars, Peter Norton and Stefan Bartholomeus. And Peter, obviously he's doing a lot of talking, but he didn't want to go into any sort of specifics with me there. Well, that's right, Craig. You can tell that there's a lot on his mind. Holden, uh, as well as some of the uh, other manufacturers, make a sizable investment in their motorsport, and they have to make sure that they get a proper return on it. So, yeah, his insight about you know, what the sport needs to be successful on, uh, on a sporting front, but a commercial front, is uh, really quite interesting to me. And it's a pity that uh, he held his cards close to his chest on many things there, but what was quite clear is the... Uh, the almost adversarial approach that we saw many years ago where the manufacturers were tried to be held at uh, very much arm's length, uh, those days are over and manufacturers and V8 supercars are working much closer together because they're Success into the future is uh, very closely linked. And Stefan, uh, also interesting to hear Simon saying that he can pick up the phone now and get a straight answer immediately, which uh, wasn't always the case before. Yeah, I think that's a pretty key uh, key point of the James Warburton regime is communication, and that goes at all levels, from his communication with stakeholders and interested parties, but also the commercial team with John Casey there and um, even the technical department now with, with David Stewart heading that up. Everyone involved in the sport doesn't always need to get their way but they just need good communication, know what's going on and have confidence in the in the management. So that's certainly something that James Warburton has been big on and from all reports it's a big uh, box kick so um, congratulations to him for that. It goes hand in hand with what they're also trying to do which is look at not only the fan experience now that they've got the television package sorted but also for vendors and and other people who are involved in the sport whilst maybe not lining the pockets of the supercar but importantly they're lining the pockets of a lot of other aspects of the sport yeah obviously the uh, t-shirts the hails and and food and all of it is all part of the V8 Supercars show when you when you go there and not only does it need to make economic sense for the vendors but it needs to be um, part of the experience for the fans and obviously we saw um, at Queensland Raceway there wasn't a lot of uh, on track activity for the fans to be exactly absorbed by so unless they wanted to watch horse car rides they had to go and get a hot dog and buy a t-shirt um, I guess the one thing they did do there at that event the lack of support was have the uh, have the grid walks for the fans, which is uh, something the uh, super tourers were doing in Australia in the 1990s. So uh, it's taken a good 15 years, but it's because finally on the pace with that, and it seemed pretty popular. So they'll roll it out again for New Motorsport Park and uh, happy days. Yeah, and Peter, that uh, it was amazing to watch that wave of people coming across onto the circuit. Oh, it was a super impressive sight seeing all of those people together. One of the challenges that Queensland Raceway has is um, it's quite a large uh, viewing area. And as people all spread out to go to their favourite spot, it doesn't look like a particularly big crowd. But if you can get them all down along the, uh, the pitch straight altogether, you realise just how many people have paid to get in. And it all helps in creating the, the, the vibe and the atmosphere. Uh, people like to feel that... like, the, And people like to feel part of a, a big event, something special. Uh, and that's where you know, promotions like that and also some of the sponsor activation. Um, people had different opinions of the 4X Angels, but it helped create that sense of event. 
so that's where that total picture of the vendors and the teams and everything comes together to make a, a memorable event for people to pay to go and see. Uh, so it's uh, an area that still needs a bit of work, but uh, good to see that uh, yeah, supercars are trying something new. Yeah, I'm also interested because uh, uh, I don't know whether you know this one, Stefan, but uh, they allowed the cars onto the back straight at Queensland Raceway, and again this year uh, they're going to allow cars onto the backside of um, Sandown up towards Dandenong Road and back down, and also allow people to bring barbecues in and be able to, you know, have tailgate parties almost. Yeah, I think they did the same thing on the run they had down at Simmons as well. So, um, if uh, yeah, if the uh, mounds aren't uh, packed with people, then for sure nothing takes up space like a few cars. <laughs> well, we need to talk about this weekend, and one track that always seems to have a lot of space on it is Sydney Motorsport Park. It has been unbelievably unpopular over the years, Peter, but it has tended to bring in some really good racing um, right back to even before V8 Supercar Days. Um, it's a track I quite enjoy, provided that the cars are... Uh, they've got the parity right. Um, the, the, over the years, there have been a couple of race meetings where uh, there's been zero passing, uh, but... Uh, yeah, when they get the parity right, it can be quite interesting because it's a good combination of different, uh, you know, corners and it brings out the strengths and weaknesses in different cars. So uh, I'm finding this one very hard to predict. Well, will we see Nissan's unexpected form continue there, Stefan? Well, it's a, it's a mugs game picking uh, who's going to win these races these days, and it's probably going by Queensland Raceway. It's even harder to predict how how Nissan's going to go. Um, even across the weekend, they were very up and down at Queensland Raceway. Even though we saw we saw the peaks were quite good with Caruso on the Saturday and then James Moffat on Sunday, there was also some serious troughs in there as well. I think James on Saturday for at least one of the races qualified in the twenty, and then he uh, seemingly bolted. Michael set up over on overnight and uh, the thing was a light so um, uh, yeah they're talking it up like um, the track should suit them reasonably well there's a lot of a lot of flow and relatively high speed change directions across the back that um, suits them better than better stop start kind of pull it out of the corner um, based on mid-range horsepower so um, yeah they looked reasonably strong there in the two tests that we've done at the start of the two seasons that they had the pre-season test there um but it was very hard to tell this year obviously with the weather so um we'll have to wait and see but you know the, the top nissan could be in the top five and the bottom one could be uh in the bottom five you don't know yeah that's right now uh, peter's hrt's improvement do you see it continuing on um what puzzles me about their performance is that they do particularly well on the uh the sunday longer races but they just don't quite have that same speed or that same advantage in the shorter races. Now, it shouldn't be a question of tyres because uh, at Queensland Raceway, it was the, uh, the soft tyres for all of the racing. Um, so, yeah, there's something there that they haven't quite got 100%. And, uh, yeah, I would expect them strong in the longer race. Not so sure on those shorter ones. Stefan, what about you? You you feel that HRT has found the, uh, found the magic... Uh the magic potion? Well, um, if they had found the magic potion, I guess they could sell it for a lot of money because there's not one thing that uh, wins races in this championship. But I think there with Peter's point about um, Sundays being a bit stronger, uh, I haven't sort of looked at all the numbers too closely, but one thing they've battled a bit with is, is just outright 
quality pace this year. Um, and James has been out of rag the my times out of those cars that um, certainly earlier in the year that the others couldn't um, as they've moved forward and their development program has, has run. We've seen the other guys be able to be able to qualify further up and have uh, have some good runs. So obviously that they're on the up, they're spending the money, they got the right people there. So there's no reason why they won't keep improving through the year. Um, as with anyone, it's very hard to say how they'll do on any given weekend. Um, but the encouraging thing for them, I think, is that you look at say Nick Perkat, and over the last six races, he's um, in the top six for most points scored. So it's not just James now um, dragging results out of it. It's really Brady's had a bit of bad luck, but theoretically it's all four that could be up there in the top five on any given day. So um, as we said before, Garth's getting a new chassis for um, for Sydney, and they the reason they're doing that is because they've got a pretty decent size upgrade that it works better to um, rotate a chassis through to get it on the car as soon as possible. Um, Lady had that upgrade at Ipswich, and Lady, JC, and GT will all have it at um, at Sydney, and then obviously um, Nick actually will get um, he'll get Gus old car then for stand down. So um, they're they're pushing hard and they're uh, making the big decisions as they need to go. So they're going in the right direction. Well, a break here on Inside Supercars and we'll be back with plenty more after this. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Bolt Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett from HHA Racing. You are listening to Inside V8 Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie's Tour Grand Prix and I just remind myself... Of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au Hi, I'm Scott Pye from Wilson Security Dick Johnson Racing and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Craig Ravels joined by Speed Cafe, Stefan Bartholomeus and Inside Motorsports, Peter Norton. And guys, uh, do we think Red Bull is uh, going to be uh, on the money again or do you think they're still in that up and down type form that we've seen them throughout this year, Peter? Uh, yes, Craig. It's interesting. We were talking just before the break about HRT and they're not consistently uh, delivering that pace. And Red Bull, in some respects, had the opposite uh, inconsistency. Uh, the, the shorter races, uh, softer tyre uh, environment is where they seem to struggle a little bit, um, whereas in the most recent couple of races, they've got that fully sorted. They dominated Queensland Raceway on the Saturday and the, the two shorter races. They seem to have found what, what they have lost, and now it's uh, everyone else having to play catch-up. Well, Stefan, who's going to win? Well, I think... One of the interesting things about this weekend is going to be um, the fact that they have to make the cars work on Sunday on both um, types of fire in the one race, which is which is a challenge that they don't actually have to face too many times throughout the year. There's not too many races, I don't think, where you, you switch compounds mid-race. So, um, yeah, it's a place they haven't raced these next-gen cars at either, which makes it even harder to predict what's going to happen. So what you can really say is that the usual... Peter? Um, I think my money would be with Red Bull and if I had to split the two drivers there, I'd go for Wincup. Uh, I think uh, 
motorsport parks reward that the precise, almost robot-like uh, driving precision. So, uh, yeah, Jamie Wincup is my pick. Mm, all right, then. Now, Stefan, what do you think Lee Holdsworth's future is going to be? Is he going to stay with Erebus, or is there another team out there that's going to be able to poach him? Well, it's one of those things that um, I'm pretty confident that if he walked into Erebus tomorrow um, with a pen, he could uh, he could sign something and be locked in for next year. But um, I don't really see the need for him to do that at this point. Um, obviously, there's a few question marks about what Erebus's programs going to going to look like. We're expecting them to do a new AMG Customer Sports deal, but um, until that's locked away, um, there's no point to really rush into it. So I think, yeah, it'll probably Erebus will make him make him an offer, and uh, it'll it'll run past his. Um, his exclusivity period, and maybe he can field some offers from some other people because he's still fairly highly, highly rated. Um, the move, unfortunately, to, from Gary's to Stones, in hindsight, maybe was the wrong one because um, Gary's turned out these lovely Volvos, and um, Lee's had to do some pretty hard yards in these Mercs. So, as as with a lot of years, um, at this point in the calendar, it's nice to have your deal locked away, but. All the options aren't necessarily on the table and visible to the naked eye. So, um, as we all know, there's some big question marks about some Americans that might uh, might buy into a team or whatever else. There's still wrecks there unaccounted for. There's all sorts of variables. So, um, for someone like Lee, it's probably not worth locking yourself in uh, yet. But having said that, probably by the end of the weekend, he'll be uh, he'll be an announcement or something. Now that I've said that, but. Uh, I think we'll just wait and see with Lee. Yeah, I, I guess that's the big thing is the V8 supercars had to go through the tender process as part of the the handback rules. If they haven't got new people buying uh, Rex, Peter, and if uh, Penske doesn't get involved with Dick Johnson, as has been so widely speculated, then there's not a real lot of drives that are going to be vacated at the end of this year. I, I was just thinking that... Uh... Uh, as Stefan was talking, um, that where Lee is at the moment may a, may or may not be a very good seat. But um, really the question is, is there anything better? And uh, until those other uh, pieces of the puzzle start to come together, you'd have to say there's not too many options. Mm, it's going to be an interesting time for him. Now, Stefan, you talked about the uh, those beautiful Volvos and, uh, of course, uh, you ran a story on Speed Cafe about uh, the young guys who were doing some aero testing up in Queensland. Yeah, um, just uh, rechecking the ruler, as the yeah, supercars keeps telling us. They're not uh, not officially ruling out uh, any homologation changes to cars based on what they found up there um, at Oakley in Queensland where they did that test, but um, I really can't see them doing any knee-jerk re-homologation testing. Um, but obviously the blokes that have, have blued about it the most are the, are the Ford guys and they're potentially looking at a re-homologation next year anyway with the different model Falcons so you know, if they're not going to do anything before Bathurst common sense says that they won't make a change before then and then once you get the other side of Bathurst there's not really time to be doing it anyway so it would uh, be an amusing slap in the face if they said Hopefully it just means they've got the process better for next time so that uh, everyone's a little happier that there is parity because obviously they had 
a lot of trouble um, at the January 2014 in particular where the benchmark wasn't producing the numbers it was the year before. And when that happens, the confidence in the whole system just goes down the floor. Well, a break and a final thought up next here on Inside Supercars. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page. And to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates to tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds from Bottolo Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. A final thought, Peter Norton. Um, I'm starting to think ahead to the long-distance races and was thinking about endurance drivers. Now, I think in, in recent years, Red Bull Racing, they haven't always had the strongest co-driver lineup. Uh, and I think it was reported last year that uh, Jamie Wincup lost Bathurst because of a, a small mistake that Dumbrell made. I think we have to give credit to Red Bull. They've done a lot of work to uh, improve their co-driver lineup. Uh, Dumbrell's getting plenty of racing miles, and of course uh, Stephen Richards has a great pedigree and uh, uh, is constantly racing. Um, I think they've filled one of their few weaknesses. Look out. Stephen? Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, the endurance races aren't very far away now. We've nearly got a complete list um, program office, which always good to a little bit of water to flow under the bridge there with those uh, those wild cards and a bit of a question mark around Dragon's uh, program and the viability of all that but um, certainly uh, always an exciting time to head to those uh, three big events. Well we're looking forward to some great racing this weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park. Thanks very much for joining us Peter Norton and Stephen Bartholomeus. Thanks fellas. Thanks boys. That's all we have time for this week on the show. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.